0: Episode 107 of the Bevan James R Show, Some Random Thoughts. Team, welcome along to episode 107 of the Bevan James I'll Show a Fortnightly Podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime life of fitness so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Welcome along. Uh, I'm now on my honeymoon and I'm kind of pre-recorded this show so I, I think I said in the last show I'm about to head on my honeymoon and I thought what I'd do actually before I told you is um, I'm, I'm going to tell you where I am in the world right now. So my honeymoon started in Paris. Um, Joe and I have been to Paris before, and uh, we just love that place, and one of the things we're doing, which is really cool, is we're going to the French Open Women's Tennis Final. Uh, We've always wanted to go to tennis, one of the big tennis matches somewhere around the world, and... We've just never really had the opportunity. In in New Zealand, Australia, and Open is what you want to aim for, but kind of timing-wise, it always comes at the back end of our holiday season, so it never really works. And then we were going to Paris as a part of our honeymoon, and we saw the tennis was on, and then we managed to get tickets to the final, so we're pretty stoked about that. I haven't been there yet, as I'm recording this right now, but by the time you listen to this, I probably have been there. Then we're going to Amsterdam, we're going to Berlin, we're going to Prague, we're going to Budapest. Couple days in Munich, and then we go down to Nuremberg in Germany and spend a week just over a week doing a camp in Germany. So, we've got lots happening there. It's gonna be a pretty exciting trip, and uh, I'm really lucky with my wife because. We travel very well. Also she's an amazing planner. So we kind of we very much we kinda say, where do we wanna go? And we kinda say, Yep, and then next thing you know, it's all sorted out. So my life is very easy. And one of the other things that's really cool about this trip is other than Paris, all the other locations are places we've never been to. And I kinda like that. Like I, I like the idea of having holidays which are familiar. So for us going camping every year. It's a very familiar holiday holiday for us. We go with the same group of friends. It's kind of a similar experience, but it's always really great. And then, uh, but then I also like the kind of the sense of adventure when you go somewhere new. And uh, so I'm very much looking forward to this trip. And right now, wait a second, so this show here today will get released. What the, I'm just going to put up my little calendar here. And this is being released on the 12th. So I'm in Amsterdam right now. So there you go. Yeah, if you're in a and you see me on the street, say, hey, Bev, hey you going? And I'll give you a wave and maybe have, come have a conversation with me. Anyway, because I'm kind of preloading the shows that I'm releasing over when I'm on holiday, I don't want to really work while I'm on holiday, so I'm kind of doing all my work before I head away on holiday. I'm gonna to, Today's show is going to be a Bevan show. Uh, and then ne- next time I do it, I actually release one of the old interviews from very early on on the Bevan Jones Show, where it was actually fitness behavior. And then later on in the third, in the third show, I'm going to do... Uh, While I'm away is actually an interview that somebody did with me recently and so I thought I'd check that up for you guys to have listened to. But that's coming in a few weeks from now. Today I am doing a Bevan show and it's very much going to be a random thoughts show. And I basically, as I sat down to prep for today's show, like sometimes when I have a show... I have some real key ideas or or, or one key point, you know, if you think of the main gist of the Bevan show, it's often leading you towards one message. Well, in today's show, it's a bit different. I kind of, before I sat down to do the show, I thought I'd sit down and I just kind of wrote down some things that I've been thinking about, some topics I've been thinking about recently and, um, you know, and maybe just talk around those topics, so I think I've got five or six kind of topics down here in front of me, and I'm going to share my thoughts around those topics really soon, so that's going to be the main gist of today's show, but before I get into that, if you want to become a patron of the Bevan James Oz Show, just go to bevanjamesoz.com and you can see there's a little click to Patreon, and it's just a way for you to support me and what I'm doing, and some of the people who already are patrons are Sarah Hill, Sarah the Oracle Hill, we've got Scott ACDC Young, Akadaka, we've got David the Unstoppable Storm, Hail. we've got Poel, The Mystery, we've got Karina Lifting Higher Hirschman, and we've got Rosa, A Deeper Level Scott, and these people are all people who just support what this show is all about, and to me the show is all about putting a different perspective on fitness, now at least sometimes I don't even really talk about fitness, but that whole idea of how to help people move forward in life, and you know, I want to be a guy who's doing it in a way that comes from the right place and so and supporting me you know you're supporting that message as well so if you want to be a patron go to www.bevanjamesos.com and it's about it for the ad so i'm gonna put some music on right now and we're gonna get into the main gist of my random thoughts for this week's show so as i was saying before in in Preparing for today's show, I literally grab. Uh, I work off pieces of paper on my computer. I've got a little office. I have quite a small office. I like my little office. In front of me right now, I have three paintings. One, Joe and I went and did one of those kind of night out painting. It's called sip and paint, where you can have some wine. And some, for me, it was Coke Zero, but if yeah, you can have some wine and you kind of get some painting, and Joe and I did a painting each, and then. Um, and we're quite happy with our paintings to be honest. <laughs> Admittedly, I've going to be realize I'm not much of an artist when it comes to painting and stuff like that, but they make it very easy for you to do a good job. And, um, yes, yeah, so I've got those in front of me. And then my niece, Joe's Joe's niece, so my niece by marriage, um, she's an amazing artist actually. She's probably about maybe 10, probably 12 or 13 now, maybe even 13. And, um, Jeepers, creepers, you can see where a gift in a child is born. This kid's loved art her whole life, and she just has this passion for art. And, you know, when you go around, they live in Arrowtown, which is about five hours away from Christchurch. and whenever we go stay there, she's kind of just always pottering around with art. But, you know, you always see kids when they're real young, and, you know, you can see they enjoy something. But when you watch when they get to about 13, and you see the development of what they create or or, you know in in an area that they're working on it's really impressive and this girl is Amelia and Amelia is man for a 13 year old it's pretty phenomenal and it's kind of getting to that next level now where it's you know she's got something that's really special And, and what I really love about what she's got is she's got this you know, she works on it, you know, and she and that's, we live in such a cool time because she can go on YouTube, she can learn skills that, you know, 20 years ago, you just hoped you had the right people around you or you might have got a book from the library, whereas she can go on YouTube, watch videos and, and really upskill her stuff. So anyway, she's done a painting for me as well. I'm just describing my office for you. But, but when I work, I always have a piece of paper in front of me. So I had my computer and on my desk I always have a piece of paper and there's, a lot of it's about my list for the day, my objectives for the day, just random thoughts. And so I, when I sat down to do today's show, I just literally grabbed my piece of paper from my printer next to me and I just wrote down five or six thoughts. And, mm. and this main segment of today's show is going to be that. It's just kind of, there's no real link between them all, although maybe at the end I'll find a link, but I'm really just going to discuss some some thoughts. And the first one I, I want to think about is how courageous are you Oh, yeah, didn't I? How courageous are you in life? What this has brought me, I had a session with a client yesterday, and it was a really cool session. It was, it was this client had this thing in their life that they really wanted to achieve. They, they work in a career, I'll give you a, a kind of a guideline. So they work in a career where they've been very successful. And in their career, there's kind of certain levels of achievement. So it might just be that if you get, you know, this level of achievement, um, it means you really are the top of your game. Uh, but the way this level of achievement is achieved is you very much have to impress the right people in a way that they think is important. And one of the things with this, so I started working with this client almost a year ago, exactly to the day. And one of the things that, uh, that you know, it was always, there was always this underlying. I haven't made it to have reached this 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 level, this achievement, you know, let's just say this elite level that, you know, externally someone else has to reinforce. And it was always a really interesting thing because this person, when I first started working with them, was ultimately, quite this, you know, dissatisfied in themselves in life. And a lot of the time, one of the things my job to do as a coach is to help people open themselves up to see that they're actually doing pretty well. And sometimes it, it does blow my mind away how a lot of people you know, I love this idea of where's the evidence, you know, where's the evidence that you're failing, and for this person, the, the, the only reason they really were failing was because they didn't have someone else tell them that they're elite, really, um, and every other, every, if you looked at their life, they were so successful, they're having a big impact on those people in their world, they're having a big impact on their career, there's lots of great stuff happening, the evidence was showing, hey, here's why you're doing so great, but because they didn't have this affirmation or this achievement level they they never felt they were where they should be and some of the problems with this was that ultimately they wouldn't allow themselves to contribute to the world in a way they could if they had that that kind of that label and so you know we started working together and and you know you know i suppose we never really talked about her getting to this level, but you know, we did you know, maybe that was something she wanted to achieve. You know, this the journey for us with her was just to get her to a place where she was really satisfied in herself. And in the last you know, she did great work and she did and then but then she, so she progressed forward and she you know, she got to that point. And then last weekend she went along and got to test herself to get this measure that would tell her within herself that she'd kind of made it now one thing you need to know about this person is that she'd tried twice already and had failed so she'd gone along to this kind of weekend training and tried to achieve this kind of elite status and had failed twice now to me in that way that's pretty courageous anyway isn't it that's pretty courageous when you've failed at something to go back and try again that takes courage but then when you fail the second time, to go back the third time, that that's phew, kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? And my discussion with this person was very much around, if you don't get it, you know, what we want you to do is open up to the behaviours that you thinking you are worthy of this would allow you to. And that was always my discussion. And, and, and I did say if going into it you might want to be prepared to not get it, but give yourself the best chance of getting it. And what was really cool was they went along to this weekend And uh, very courageous, you know, turn up, you know, fail something massively for yourself for the third time, two times in a row, and then go back the third time. And they succeeded, that they, you know, she got the, she got the elite. And one thing that was really cool in talking to her yesterday was that she got to the moment where the test was happening. And she said, I just thought to myself, just be who I am, just express who I am, and that's all I can be. And in that moment, she got the thing that she wanted to be. So it was a pretty cool affirming thing. So yesterday's session with her was very much a kind of just you know sometimes a session is very much just look at how much you've grown, you know, and you know, and again we've been working together exactly to the day for a year. So it was very much just look at how much you've grown. It was pretty phenomenal. And so we uh, we were kind of going about that, but so we we were talking about this, and upon the reflection of how much this person had grown. We looked at, you know, there's this obvious elite thing, but in working with me, I had to challenge this person in so many other ways. This person, when I first started working, they owned a business, and their biggest fear was confrontation. And in owning a business, because they had confrontational fears, they weren't willing, or it hurt their business, because they weren't willing to have the hard conversations. And so they'd end up with a lot of energy wasted, a lot of time wasted, not dealing with bigger problems. And, you know, in working with me, I was like, well, this is an area you need to really start working on. And a year down the path, this person has overcome this massively. And one of the things I get from my clients is I get inspired myself. Because when you help people progress through things, you can't help but reflect upon yourself. And when I look at this person who I worked with over, you know, this in this last year and who has experienced massive progress in their life. The thing that I really wanted to reinforce with her yesterday was that you are someone who is courageous in chasing your dream. Or in chasing, maybe no more dream, yes, but also in chasing the right life for you. Because there's a lot of people who want to change, but never have the courage to do the hard work. Like they might work, but they don't do the hard work. And... You know, this person, you know, the confrontation stuff, to go back to the thing three times, you know, they're just a really good example of someone who's courageous and it's something I really admire. And I have to admit, upon post that session, I've really been reflecting upon myself in some areas I need to have more courage in in my life. So my first thought I want to share with you today is just how courageous are you? And if we define courageous as in I'm willing to move towards something when maybe it's not that clear, you know, when the outcome isn't that clear. And to have the courage to, to put my hand up and move towards that, to me, that's what courage is. And, and so for me, my, my courage right now, the thing I need to work on with my courage is I need to let go of some things to give myself the opportunity to be more successful in things that are more important. And the things that I'm holding on to provide safety in my life. And safety is important. But actually they're starting to hold me back because I could be, I want to do a different type of work. And that's, you know, that's for me to have the courage of letting go of safety is, is a scary thing. And that's often the thing about courage, isn't it? When you have to be courageous, it is scary. Going back to the third time when you've been rejected twice is scary. To overcome, overcome confrontation that, you know, hard conversations with people, that is scary. But when you do it, and this is what was so cool about yesterday's kind of conversation, when you do it, man, you progress in life. And this person, it was just like, it was like a kid at Christmas. That's what we were talking to this person was like yesterday. Just It was just an energy about them that was just so kind of spewing out of them in a really positive way. And so I just want you to think about yourself and your life right now. I just want you to kind of think about what would be one or two courageous decisions that i could make in my life right now and maybe deep down those decisions are ones that you know you've probably maybe have needed to think about for a long time like you may know like to be honest it's me of letting go of safety to kind of chase a different path slightly different path it's not a big path but it's you know it's a slightly different path i've kind of known about this for a while now i've probably known about this for about six months but i haven't really taken much action so as i kind of throw this hard question at you maybe you already know the answer now, the courage comes in taking the step. The courage comes in going, you know what? I'm going to sign up for that third time. I'm going to do that hard conversation. It's going, it's going to be hard. That's why it's courageous. But when you do it and you get to the other side, man, that's when the benefit comes along. And, you know, that kind of idea of being a kid at Christmas is what you want to think about. So, so my first random thought today is, where would courage be in your life? And if you were to be courageous, what would you actually change or what would you move towards in your life? And how do you give yourself the chance of doing that? And then maybe lastly, what would be the benefits of doing that? I'm just going to grab a little bit of white piece of paper here. That's my first point. Second one I want to talk about is the idea of future worry. Now, I think I've done a podcast on future worry in the past, but future worry is, I often talk about the energy you live in. I love the idea of the energy you live in. The energy I live in is where is my mind right now? And is it in an energy that's empowering me? Um, focused is it, is it a good energy because you know you don't always have to be an empowering energy but whatever it is I'm trying to do right now I'm kind of getting I'm in the best place for this energy so if it is that I'm doing work that I'm doing really focused work or if I'm with my friends I'm really connected to them in a really powerful way or if I'm if I'm training I'm training in a way that's really stimulating for me so you know that ultimately I'm living my life where I get the greatest reward for the time spent using my time and and I had a, a, a discussion with somebody this morning actually and we kind of Talked about this cost-benefit thing, you know, this idea of cost-benefit, where, um, you know, if I make a choice, there is a cost to that choice. So every choice we make in life there's a cost. So if I'm going to go for a run today, the cost might mean that I don't get to play my piano, or if I decide to do one thing, I'm missing out on the opportunity to do something else. And we were talking about this person was being quite hard on themselves when they're running because they're comparing themselves to other people, they were comparing themselves to people they run with were slightly faster. But the other thing about this person is that recently they've been injured, so they're not of a level where they can be running as fast as the other people, purely just because they've had to pull back for a little bit. So it's a little bit of an unfair comparison, but this comparison was really consuming them when they were running and and taking them to a really negative place. And we were kind of talking about this idea of, well, what's the cost of you being in that place? What's the cost of you being in a place where you are being comparing yourself to others and you're feeling bad about yourself because you're comparing yourself to others? And, and there was kind of lots of costs really and, and some of them we discovered was that one of the really big costs is your enjoyment of running. One of the really big costs is how you're going to feel after the run. One of the really big costs is that you're not actually that focused on getting the most out of the session. One of the really big costs, you know, so these types of things is the cost of you comparing yourself to those around you and and you know so this is this whole idea of can you then shift and we talked about you know well maybe one cool thing you can think about is what is the challenge for me how can I challenge myself to learn to shift my energy at that time so that the choices I make actually delivers a better benefit for me so that the choices would be about how do I make sure I have a better run which means I'm going to feel more empowered which means it opens up my possibilities and so on and so on so we're talking about this stuff but The person I was talking to was someone who used to worry a lot about what was going to happen in the future. And we were talking about this whole idea of future worry. And future worry is, you know, when you're putting a lot of that energy, that mind energy, which I just described, and you're putting a lot of that into something in the future to a disproportionate, disproportionate level. So you might have something in your future which is on your mind. But when you think about that mind energy, it is really, really consuming you in a way that's actually... Quite limiting, and to me, what a lot of future worry really represents is the whole idea that you don't trust yourself. Hmm. Now, this isn't a conclusive answer. It's just something kind of based on the conversation I had today. We really got to, and it was really interesting as I was talking to this person today because we were kind of talking about how in the past they had a lot of future worry and i have been really working on not getting, you know, not having that future worry, and um, it was interesting because, you know, I talk about evidence thinking and, and they were saying that one thing that's really helped them is to build trust in themselves. And they shared a really good example. They said that last night something had happened work. I don't know what happened with work, but something had happened with work. And they were in a place where they were slightly stressed about work. And then they thought about it and they thought, okay, well, what can I do right now? And then I can trust that I can deal with this tomorrow. And I was saying that traditionally in the past what would happen is they would just sit and worry all night long. And that worry would actually lead, lead to bad behaviours. So then they'd probably overeat, they probably wouldn't sleep that well, they feel bad about themselves, they may not do the exercise and so on and so on. So the future worry actually came at a massive cost, not just the cost of energy and the lost opportunity to have a good night with my fan, my family, but also the cost of consuming your mind space. But then also the flow-on effect of... Because your mind space was consumed, you don't intend to make healthy behavior decisions. And when we talked about it, it was really interesting because the shift this person had made was, okay, well, I do have something that I need to deal with in the future, but I trust that I have the ability to deal with it. And so hence, I do not need to worry about it. I need to, you know, I need to make the actions, the actions I can make right now. And she actually talked about this. She said how, you know, she she realized she did need to email someone and say, look, we need to deal with this in the morning, blah, 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 blah. So she did the right actions right now, and then she had the ability to let it go. And the reason she had the ability to let it go is she trusts that in the morning she'll be able to deal with it in the right way. And what was really interesting with this person, because this person was somebody who really had a lot of future worry in their life previously, was the reason she was able to trust that she could deal with the situation was she could look to the evidence of success in the past. And often when people have future worry, they they forget about the evidence. They forget to see in the past that maybe they've dealt with situations like this well. And, and I suppose maybe one thing I do need to throw in here is that for some people, maybe they never have, maybe you haven't developed well, and so really your first job is to build wins and evidence, so let's say you've got an area of your life where there's a lot of future worry, it might be, I don't know, some area, you choose your area, so you've got some area of your life you've got a lot of future worry about, And, and and we think of that kind of energy cost I just talked about, it consumes you, it really consumes you, and then that has a flow-on effect of your behaviors because you're so consumed by this, you disconnect with your partner because you're so stressed and they say something to you, you snap. So there's a really cost on your behaviors. That's an example of that. So this is definitely an area that you need to work on. Now, I suppose the question I need to ask you is, if this with this area, is this an area where you don't trust yourself? And then if there is an area that you don't trust yourself in, there's two things to really think about is how do I build trust or do I need to find evidence that I should trust myself? So when we think about one of them, let's, let's go with the evidence. Look back to your past at the times when you've had these experiences. And if you've got through them in really good ways, you want to use that as evidence to tell yourself that, hey, I can trust myself in this situation. I really can. This thing I'm worrying about I don't need to be so worried about it. You might want to think of a plan, you know, like the person who did, you know, email the people who need to know about the problem for tomorrow. So what does the evidence teach me the actions and strategies I need to use right now? That's definitely an important thing to think about. But ultimately, you want to use that evidence to show yourself that you can trust yourself and maybe you're better off just letting this go. So I would say for those who do have evidence of success in the past, your focus at that time should really be on looking for the evidence, then looking for the strategies and the ways you got through that successfully in the past. Make sure you implement that now and then really put your focus back on then moving on and then moving on to things that are better for your life. So again, if it's being at home with your family, well, let's make sure I've got a really connected time with my family tonight. So that's one way of thinking about it. But then for the person who maybe has always failed in this area, well then your idea is that your job is to build a success story in this area. You you know, if this is an area where you always fail, you are going to have future worry because you don't trust that you'll be able to get through this. So you know you you can work on kind of shifting your almost kind of i remember uh, shifting your focus elsewhere at times but ultimately i think the thing you want to work on is building a sense of wins and evidence that prove that you can trust yourself in this worrisome time And, you know, we'll go back to all my old stuff here. You know, if I'm going to win in the next time in this area, how would I approach this? And what strategies would I use and what tools would I use and what's going to allow me to get through this time so that at least this time I've built a a kind of a, a shield of armor of trust that I can look back to the next time to build my evidence. Now, the more times you experience the area you're worried about and the more time you have those wins, the less the worry will come along. Because you have evidence, and you have a bigger base of evidence that proves that, oh no, in these situations, I am fine. And that's what happened with my client, is that in the situation she faced, it was like, oh no, I am fine. And that's what you really want to think about in regards to future worry. So kind of wrapping up the second random thought, what we're thinking is, is that, is future worry costing your life in a way that's actually not good for you? And not good for you is ultimately my energy is wasted. I want to be able to have the energy to do whatever it is that I'm doing right now in a way that gives me the best of it. If it's connecting, if it's creating, if it's focusing, if it's exploring, whatever it is, future worry takes that away from me. Future worry based on kind of what I'm talking about today often comes from my lack of trusting myself around the thing that I'm worried about and so if that's the case what I want to do is build evidence to shift that or look to previous evidence that tells me I can be successful and then you know work on building the evidence which then teaches me that oh no in this moment, I know I can trust myself. I actually just think of myself. Um, I, I've been doing a lot of Les Mills work, which is a group fitness work I do recently, and I've been doing a lot of travel all around the place with this. And one of the things, uh, you know, I, I, I want to do quality work. I wanna, When I do work, I want to do good work. And so I there's a level of prep that I need to do. And I remember I, I went to Taiwan a couple weeks ago, and I was presenting over there, and I was getting a little bit worried about You know, just doing a good job because you know I was a little bit nervous, in in a healthy way. And then I, I I just thought, have I done my prep? I was like, yep. Now you've done your prep. You know, I know what I need to do to deliver the standard I I want to deliver. And I'd done my prep, and I was like, you know what? You can chill. And it's because I trusted. That if I do this level of prep, because the evidence has shown me that if I do this level of prep, I will deliver, and that's a really kind of that's a real world example from my life around this. So if you are someone who really future worries, maybe this is an area that you can work on within yourself. The third area, oh, I've got another couple of a quick ones I'm going to kind of touch on here. The third one is, I love this idea. And, and, uh, I love this idea of how much time would it take for you to progress in the area that's maybe holding you back. And, and actually, I'm going to go back to my first client that I talked about earlier on today's session. So uh, the, the person who, the confrontation. Now, this person, their whole life had avoided confrontation. And what was, you know, again, what was the cost of that on their life? Well, there's lots of costs of not having confrontation in their life. Their business probably didn't perform as well. They had a lot of stress because they had situations which probably blossomed you know probably got became bigger because they didn't deal with the situations They probably also had situations which they were unhappy with Because they hadn't dealt with them So it's not just that situations got bigger because they couldn't do the hard stuff But also there were probably things in their world which they didn't like but because they didn't want to the confrontation They had just accepted you you probably know what I mean with that one You know a really good example of that is a relationship, you know Sometimes when you're I don't know if you've been in a bad relationship, but um when you're in a relationship which is bad, and and it doesn't have to be a loving relationship, it could be a work relationship, it could be, you know, a peer relationship. And someone treats you in a way where you, 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 it's upsetting. And you think to yourself, I need to bring this up. But it's really hard to bring it up. And so, you don't. And ultimately what you do in that moment is you kind of tell this person, it's okay to treat me like this. And because you're afraid to have the confrontation there's this kind of this new way you have to live in which you don't ultimately like and that's you know that's kind of one of the other things this person probably went through well when we started working together it was pretty clear that the confrontation was one of the biggest problems this person needed to move through you know they needed to develop their ability to work through confrontation and confrontation is a hard one you know there is the kind of person who doesn't mind confrontation, but for those who struggle with confrontation. It's, it's often because we want to please people, you know, most of us want to be loved and accepted and we see that if we were to disagree or disappoint others, that would be a trigger for us, in, you know, losing love and acceptance, you know, if we hurt somebody and we think we're going to hurt them, then that means, you know, the, the, that we will be rejected and so for a lot of people that's what confrontation is about. And with this person we we kind of just said well let's let's you know let's build your muscle world confrontation so at first you know we said I, 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 you need to work on confrontation but what we've got to do is we've got to look for your easiest win with confrontation like a really small level of confrontation and, and, and I remember at this time actually they had a work situation with someone who was very difficult and they basically said that um, they you know there was this this work situation was something that they needed to work on, but there's no way they can confront that yet. That was that was kind of our three month project. You know, that once we've developed, you know, your ability to confront, then maybe that's something you work on later on. But for now, we're, there's no way we're going towards this. We we just want to have like a small, a win in an era of you working on the hard stuff, and in you know in probably three months, this person had gone from someone who avoided confrontation like a plague to becoming somebody who had that hard conversation, the big hard conversation in the biggest hardest situation and it was really kind of mind-blowing, it was really quite phenomenal to see how much this person progressed in this area but the interesting thing about about it in in retrospect was this person probably spent I'm going to say 4 hours of their life developing this side of themselves so, the, you know, to get to the point from, you know, where we started talking about it through to about three or four months later where they were having the biggest of their confrontations, you know, that you know they did a few sessions with me. We did some assessment of situations. We developed strategies and tools to work through this confrontation. They practiced doing the confrontation. They learned from their mistakes. They kind of took some insight from where they got it wrong, where they can improve, you know, all of these types of things. And that time was probably about maybe 4 or 5 hours of their life now when you think about that and we go back to this whole idea of how much time would it take for you to overcome something that really consumes you often it's not that much now don't get me wrong, there are bigger problems that sometimes take a lot of time, it's not that all problems are short but sometimes they really are. If you're willing to do the work on them, it's actually not that much time at all. And you could say, well, oh, it's, it's more than three or four hours because it's actually three months. Well, in a life where this has been a thing that's held you back, three months is nothing. You know, like it really is nothing. And so one thing I, I, I just this kind of, You know, like I think about myself as a piano player, one thing I'm struggling with my insecurity with right now around my piano is being a creator. I've determined, you know, I I play piano for lots of reasons, but I do want to be a creator, and it's kind of one of the things I mentally struggle with because I, I see my limits around being a creator. And, you know, so one thing I'm working on right now is, okay, well, one my left hand, I need to get better at my left hand and so I'm you know, I'm going okay well if I want to see myself more as a creator I would need a better left hand and that's around rhythms of the left hand and so it's like okay well what would it take me to do that and I like well I've bought some online courses which I'll probably spend about maybe 15 to maybe 30-40 hours developing my left hand on and that will open me up so much to me being a creator so for one week's work which will probably take me over time maybe a couple months a couple months I'll shift my, ide- my kind of insecurity around being, you know, I struggle with creation to being someone who can be a creator. And that will open me up to so much. So one thing to really think about with this topic here is in the areas where you can identify that you are holding yourself back, how much time do you think it would take for you to develop yourself in that area? And when you start to think of it like that, like me with my left hand, I really think if I nailed doing my left hand work, i probably, you know, probably in about, you know, three months at max, my left hand should be pretty strong. Now, I want to play piano for another 50 years of my life. So when you think of it in that time frame, that three months investment, actually, I remember typing is a good example of this. When I got my first computer, I, I thought to myself, oh my God, because I didn't get a computer until I was like 20. I, I really didn't. I was a real late bloomer with computers. And I remember my friend said, get a Mac because he said, Macs are easy, so I bought myself a Mac. And and I remember thinking, oh my god, this, this this tool is phenomenal. Look what I can do with this tool. And I remember thinking at that moment, oh, I'm going to spend a lot of time on this thing in my life. I'm going to be, you know, I, I understood the, the value of the tool of computer and what I could do in creation with it. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to spend a lot of time on this, I'm going to learn to type. Because if I learn to type now, And I'm going to be on this thing for 70 years of my life, then that's going to be a really valuable use of my time. And so I did a typing program, I think I did Mavis Brown or whatever it was, and it took me three months to learn to type. And every day I jump on, do half an hour and I practice to type. And, you know, nowadays I can touch type really well. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here is if you break down the thing that you're holding yourself back into and you look at the skill you need to develop yourself in, to the level where maybe you would not be insecure or you would not be limiting yourself anymore, how many hours of work would that be? For me, as a creator, I would need about 30 hours of work for me to be able to move through my limit of me not being a creator because my left hand doesn't have the ability just to kind of create. So for me to overcome my limit is about 30 hours work. For my client with the confrontation, For them to overcome that, it was about, really, probably about four or five hours work spread over a couple months. So, for them to overcome, probably one of their biggest life thing was three months. Now they've got years and years and years in front of their life. I've got years and years and years in front of me where I'm going to play the piano. So, that little investment of 30 hours is going to have massive payoff for me. And for you, the areas that you have your insecurities or your your limiters what are the limiters you know what are your limiters again get really and and i really want you to dig deep into this because for me it was like my limiter around creating is my left hand because whenever i go to write music i always do the same thing with my left hand my right hand i can kind of muck around and kind of make that work but left hand i just kind of do the same crap and so you know that's my limiter and once I did the research, okay, well, really, if I'm willing to commit that kind of couple of months' work to this, I'll, I will get better at it. It will probably be years before I'm absolutely a master with my left hand, but it doesn't matter. It's just overcoming my limit of me being a creator. So in the area you are limiting yourself, what is this couple skills that you could work on that help you to release that limit? And, and really look at it as skills. And then for you to improve those skills to a level where you'd be starting to release that limit, How much time would that take? Now, I think you'll find it's actually not much. I think you'll find it's not much. And so if that's the case, then, that's a really cool way to approach the thing of me liberating myself from my limits. It's the ability for me to go, okay, well, this is a 30-hour project, and in 30 hours I hope to be by here, which means it opens me up to this, which I previously have limited myself from. So my third random thought for today is, How much time does it take for you to overcome that? How much time would it take for you to overcome your limits? How do you identify what skills you need to develop? Identify the time frame around it and then do the work. I've got two more here. I've I've already done 35 minutes. I'm not quite sure if I need to go to two more. Uh, I can talk, can I? You know, I can waffle. Uh, Setting your boundaries. It's, it's, it's um, A lot of the kind today's works comes from conversations I had recent, uh, recently, and I had a conversation with a guy the other day who's a business owner, and he was a little bit over it. He's a little bit over his business. He's got a successful business. It's going really well, and one of the reasons he's a little bit over it is because he's lost himself. And what do I mean by that? Well, basically, he's a yes man to everybody. And partly that's because it's his business if he needs to, partly because there's kind of this kind of responsibility to the business, partly because he wants to keep people happy. There are kind of lots of reasons why he says yes to everybody. The problem for him saying yes to everybody is he's, where's him in it? You know, his whole life now is being led because he's not being, because he's saying he's doing other people's things. So he's doing other people's work, he's solving other people's problems, he's, you know, now it's not that we don't want to never contribute to other people's lives and all the rest of it, but a lot of our time should be doing the things that are important to us. And uh, I don't want you to take the wrong way as I talk about this, but, you know, you know what I mean, like my my family, like my my endeavours, what's important to me, how I want to grow, those types of things. And not in a totally selfish kind of way, but, you know, that the things that give me a sense of me is really important in my life and it was really interesting talking to this guy because he'd woken up a couple of weeks ago and he was like I don't like my life I'm not really happy with my life and, and where's me in this and it was really interesting talking to him because he actually turned around and he said and you know what the problem is it's my fault you know what the problem is? It's my fault. That's what he said. And um, and he didn't kind of, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't where he said that, because we were just having this conversation and it kind of went along. And then after, when we re- when I kind of just went back to I said, yeah, what's really interesting is that you said it's your fault. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he says, because oh, I say yes. Because I always say yes. And I think what we want to think about here is, one of the things around your own time is that you need to be the defender of your own time. You need to set your own boundaries so you don't wake up living a life that's actually not your life. That you need to set priorities and perspectives in place that allow you to go, you know what, I, I-, I need to say no at times. I need to make sure that when I put my time into my day, I say no. And, and when I do that, then... I'm going to be living a life where sure I can help other people, but I prioritise what keeps me healthy in a good place first. So we kind of talked about well, what's a better perspective, you know, like what's a better perspective. And we kind of actually, we kind of came up for a few, I actually wrote a couple down. And, and So for example, is um, saying no at the right time gives me my myself there's a kind of perspective we talked about. I help people when I say no, which is a really interesting thing because ultimately he was saying he enables people when he says yes. You know, he enables his staff to not really learn how to problem solve when they have a problem, they just come to him and he says, look, I'll sort it out. So he he actually helps him to develop himself. One one that we we said was saying no is easier on them in their life. Because often we say yes because it's it's, you know, It seems easier to say yes than maybe say no because it might be a burden on the other person. But when you say yes, then you regret saying yes, and this is a big kind of cost. Whereas when you say no, or when you not say no, when you set a boundary, then after that fact, if you've held your boundary, then it's better for your life. So uh, uh, this one here is a bit of uh, again, this is the random show, but maybe just if you know that you've lost your life and you kind of go to yourself, where am I in this life? Maybe one thing you need to be working on is setting your own boundaries and then starting to think about what stops you from maintaining your boundaries in your life. Um, yeah, this is kind of the last one. And then I've got another one, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it because I kind of think, I've done nearly 40 minutes and I've, this one actually I think may be a show, but um, I'll quickly tease you with it. This is, I'll do a show on it probably in a month or so from now because I've already done most of the other episodes I'm doing when i on holiday, but this whole idea of, in communication, our job is to understand, and there's so much value for the other person for us to do that. And actually it's it's you know when I talk about this in a deeper level, it's really important. But actually, understanding helps you so much. Understanding helps you so much because when you spend your conversations in understanding other people, you broaden your horizon of your understanding of the world. It's one of the reasons it's a great reason to read isn't it you know if you read a good novel where you sh- you have a perspective on someone else's life you know that allows you to open up how you perceive the world and one of the real benefits of my life is I spend a lot of time thinking about what it must be like to be in somebody else's shoes you know when you're coaching people and all levels you know when I'm coaching somebody as a running coach when I'm when I'm coaching someone as a fitness professional when I'm coaching someone in kind of the coaching mentoring row a lot of my life is just spending okay what's it like to be in issues right now then how do I help them move forward and, and but even before I have that question of how to help them move forward I've just really what's it like to be like that what's it like to be in that situation and then there's so much value in my own experience of life because I Understanding, you know, because I gain gain a deeper knowledge of the human experience because of that. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna do a show on that, but that's just kind of a quick kind of finish on there. Understanding others helps you in really powerful ways. It also helps them in in massive ways as well. So those are my kind of my random thoughts for today's show. So what were they? There was be courageous. Be courageous, like seriously, be courageous. Second was the whole idea of future worry and the idea of you need to develop, if you are someone who has future worry, is to develop the sense of I need to build trust in the situations where I future worry and either trust by looking to evidence of the past where I was successful or building a repertoire of trust where I, I win situations like this in the future and the more I win it the more I can look to that for evidence in the future so then I can move away from worry and spend my energy on better things in my life. Thirdly, I talked about this whole idea of how much time does it take for you to overcome your limiters and what I'm really looking at there is the skill development for yourself. So again, with my piano player, my limiter is I don't see myself as creator. One of the reasons is because my left hand skill is not good enough. So for me to develop a skill, it's probably going to be about 30 hours work. It'll take me a couple months to get through that. Now, in the big scheme of my 50 years I'm going to play the piano, that is nothing. So you know, thinking of it that way. Then uh, I also quickly kind of touched on uh, setting boundaries. You know, you need to be the person who fights for your time in your life. And sure, we all give up some time, but there needs to be a level of boundaries that you need to stick to for yourself, and that's really important. And then lastly, really quickly touched on the idea of understanding and spending your life and developing your ability to help yourself understand other people actually helps you because it broadens your sense of humanity and how you see the world i always wrap this up with uh, so you can become a better version of yourself so if those little kind of five points i talked about today hopefully there's some really good insight in there for you something for you to think about and work on within yourself and uh and if you do that you become a better version of yourself Righto, team, that's pretty much today's episode done and dusted. What did I tell you I was gonna be when I'm doing this show? I'm doing I think I was in Amsterdam. I think I'm in Amsterdam. Uh, we're doing a walking tour in Amsterdam. There you go. And, then, and next up I go to Berlin. Uh, I'm really looking forward to going to Berlin. I love Germany. I've been to Germany a few times in my life and it's funny because German people get a bit of a hard time and, and I know there's the history reason, but but they you know they they're kind of known as kind of very kind of particular and um, I don't know if that's the best description, but just and to me, my experience of German people have been it's been unbelievable. Uh, I've homestayed with German people a lot when I was an athlete and I, I don't know if I've had better hosts in my life. I'm actually going back to um not the uh, to a place called Roat, which is a place where I did some racing. I'm gonna catch up with a few of the people I homestayed with and uh man the German people were just so so lovely. So um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to get to Germany. Um, you know what? Uh, most people I experience in life are pretty cool. <laughs> maybe it's maybe I don't know. The world seems to treat me pretty well, so it's pretty cool. But anyway. Uh, Uh, Yeah, if you want to support the show, go to bevanjamesisles.com. The Patreon links there, it's all pretty obvious once you go from there. If you've got any questions, you want to email me bevanjames at gmail.com. Admittedly, I'm on holiday. I may not get back to you ASAP, but I will get back to you at some stage. And if you enjoy the show, spread the word, let people know about it. Um, I'm just trying to help people and uh, hopefully you are getting some value from what we do here so i'll be back in a couple of weeks i'm doing and i've got one of my earlier interviews and then there's an interview of me and then three episodes from now i'm back home and I'm back to the swing of things for the second half of 2017 anyway you have a wonderful couple of weeks and i'll talk to you real soon